This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. I'm I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Oh, that new doctor is dropped at gorgeous. Please, he's just another RV League educated surgeon with good hair. No, he's different. Nurses, we got a classy motorhome with a detached driver's side mirror. Meet me in the OR. Stat. Right away, doctor. No, 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 she's on break. I'll handle this one. Oh, you conniving little... When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. How's it going, everyone? My name's Omer. Welcome back to part number two of our Millwall post-millennial debate of our all-time 11. So, obviously, from 2000 onwards, we've been going through, picking our starting 11. This is the second part covering the midfield and forward line. If you've not seen part number one, check it out. I'm not giving you any spoilers. You need to see who we picked going goal, who we picked going defence. Good little debate. And, obviously, part number two... We have the midfield and forward line, which is more contentious because obviously more people to pick from and more players that stand out in our recent history. If you've got your own team, like I mentioned in the first show, be sure to send it in to us on Twitter and obviously comment it in the comment section below and be sure to like and subscribe. Thanks, guys, and enjoy the show. We're into midfield. Pick a position. Starting off for us, Chris. Where are we going? Um, we, st- we st- stick with the same theme then. So we do the the centres, the centre mid okay. first. Then, so um, I went for Tim Cahill. Probably, well, one of my easiest picks. I think, um, absolute 
quality player. Um, one of the best players I think I've ever seen in a Mill shirt. So we all know how amazing he is. I won't go into to anything more on Tim KLC. He was my first pick. Second pick, um, shall I do second pick? Or yeah, 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 yeah. So I did this deliberately because of I sort of mapped out my team and I was like, I need to get someone in. So this person I'm about to to pick played a few games for us in centre mid, but was mainly deployed on the wing. But I've done it deliberately. He then went on to play a lot of his later career in centre mid. So I went with Stephen Reid. Um, now I know most people will probably put him on the left, and that's absolutely fine. But for the way I wanted to get my four midfielders in, I went for Tim Cale and Stephen Reid. Yeah, yeah. I can. What's that for both the centres? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, to be fair, I think that's probably quite a good, quite a good shout there, Joe. Um, I agree on Cahill. Yeah. I think you look at. You know, post millennium, he's arguably probably probably been the best midfielder we produce, and 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 has gone on to sort of bigger and better things. Um, goal scoring attributes as well. Scored fifty two goals in two hundred and seventeen games. What was interesting is that he goes and plays in the Premiership, and he has a very very similar um, goal you know, goal to to appearance uh, ratio, doesn't he? Where, where he scores you know a very sort of similar amount. And race some amount of caps as well. So um great, great player. Um, so I go with him alongside him. Um, I wouldn't go with Reedy, although it's a good choice there, Chris. I would go with um Jimmy Abdu. I think Jimmy Abdu and Cahill together in midfield would be great. I mean, they'll both work very, very hard. Abdu will no doubt take on the defensive duties of the role, allowing Timmy to really sort of get forward and get in the box and, and, and get the goals for us. So I'll go for uh, Cahill and Abdu. Kai? Joe's literally just taken my two picks. That They were both mine as well. Uh, Abdu and, and Cahill. Didn't get to see um, Cahill, um, but obviously it speaks for itself. You can see what he's done for the club. Really important goals. Um, and, you know, we've, I've watched highlights. He was superb for us. And obviously Jimmy Abdu, again, speaks for himself. Work really hard. I think we signed him for something someone put on the group chat yesterday, 20,000, someone say, something around that. Wow. Um, so, one, it must be one of the best signings um, for, you know, value for money. Uh, mm. Super player, gave his all for the team. And so, yeah, they're, they're my two centre midfielders. Right. Okay. Omar. Um, Sir Jimmy Abdu and Mr. Tim Cahill. Quite simple. Hey. I think, yeah, I think we're there. I think. I, I, I agree with all the boys said to be honest, and I couldn't really think of anything else to describe it apart from how the two of them said it. Tim Cahill, goals. Jimmy Abdu, legs. I just think the two of them would work in midfield together. I, I actually I could picture it and visualize it working. And um, not aside from that as well, I think they're just the two best midfielders in the last twenty-two years for Millwall. Do you know the other one who I had down on my list? What, apart from, apart from those two, Dennis yeah. Myers. No, Marvin Elliott. Marvin Elliott. Really? Uh, he, yeah. I don't know why. I always associate him. I mean, he, I know he came in as a centre back, but I think he played right back, didn't he? I think it's just the way he left as well. I didn't quite like that. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I just felt that he, he sort of left. A bit too I think soon. if you speak, if you speak behind the scenes, he fell out. He fell out of love with a lot of them around that era. But yeah, look, I'm not gonna. Yeah, there, there was a, a few things with um, 
you know, with Cherno and people like that. So, yeah, so mm. um, I think realistically, I think your two choices pretty much are going to be centre park, aren't they? It's got to be oh, yeah. Jimmy and Kale. Yeah. 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 So I'm, left wing, unanimous, almost. More, I'm almost more than happy to turn it to yeah. unanimous. Like, you have to change yeah. Reedy to Abdu, uh, Chris. Yeah, and I think we probably know what's coming on the left hand side anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Omar, you start left back, left wing, even. I struggled with this one, to be honest with you, lads. I don't know why. I, I, I kind of just, I, I wasn't really. I was trying to think like Mill team left wingers. And I've, I couldn't really get behind any of them, to be honest. There's obviously gr- good shouts in there. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to suggest someone else put some names forward because I, I had I had Schofield because I thought he was class for us. Um, I had Peter Sweeney just because it was Peter Sweeney at left wing and everyone loved Peter Sweeney at left wing. Do you know what I mean? Like, And he was a proper character. Um, but I'm going to open it to the floor, Mickey, to see what other people put forward. And then I'll agree with someone's shout, I think, because I, I, I personally think I'd probably put Danny Schofield forward if I was to go first. I mean, looking at the history site, you've got Scott Barron, uh, Barry Coogan, uh, Christian, Keener, Dave Martin, um, Jason Punchin, Stephen Reid, Chris Taylor, Andre Townsend, Martin Walford. Um, Some good names there. Can I stick eye for a left wing? I've got obviously got my right winger locked in, and I so right wing hasn't been chosen yet. No, no, but I, I know what I want to say, but I want right. to say, say I'm saying that's my vote left wing Danny Schofield. I thought Schofield, you go for Schofield. I'm going Schofield, yeah, I'll go with that as well. Then, well, you go for Schofield, Kai. yeah. I, that, I remember Schofield, I remember him, little, mm. you know, little left footer, you know, little, little twists and turns. I always liked him, I always used to get off, off my seat when I used, when he used to get on the ball. Um, that was probably. I remember um, Wald as well, but you know Wald put the ball in. I think to that uh, someone headed back across and Abdu finished it, didn't he at Ellen Road? Um, <clears> the, uh, Dave Martin, sorry. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Schofield just because I thought he was always quite an exciting player. Can I jump the gun, Mickey? Go on, mate. Do it. I I would say 100% Stephen Reed. I mean that guy. You know, he played virtually all his games at left side of midfield. Okay, occasionally played on the right side when I feel was injured and whatnot. But the amount of goals he scored there. I said um, that's, that's what drew me. That's what drew me oh, to, yeah. to is purely because of the goals. The, Do you know the, what the, the caveat is, lad? Do you know what the caveat is? Is Stephen Reid, I was he left when I was about six or seven years old. So like I don't really, really yeah, I, I don't, don't really remember him. Stephen no. Reid in the middle shirt. Yeah. So like and I've seen all his goals yeah. and I agree, but I can't appreciate him for what he was. You know, and he was also he was also a couple of years into two thousand two two into two thousand when he left. So like, I, yeah. I, I can't really. Well, just, just to let hard. you know, I mean, I was I was a bit a little bit older at the time, and I remember when he when he broke through, he was very different to anything we had before. He was almost like the the, the turning point of this new age of players being quite athletic, being mm-hmm. fast, powerful. Um, he had everything in his locker. You know, he used to drive, tenacious, great tackles, great shots. And he was very new, unique. He's very young as well when he, when he broke into to the team and made a real kind of name for himself um, in, a, in our, you know, in our team at the time. And uh, of course, he then went on to bigger and better things as well. So, yeah, I remember yeah. about Blackburn. I remember seeing him. Yeah. And I remember seeing, I saw him playing the Premier League and obviously do his bit for Republic of Ireland as well and stuff. But I just remember, right. I, I couldn't really, 
I knew I knew Sishley played. I saw the goals he scored last game of the season against what was it Oldham, wherever the game was. Like, we've all seen oh, them. Oh, that we've was, all seen yeah. them, but I've never I just, seen I, I can't appreciate it myself. That's all. But well, I, it probably should be Reedy because I know people will say it should be Reedy. So, but I yeah. think we might have a close decision here. Mickey will probably decide it in the end by looks of it. <laughs> well, is Chris, is Chris, you, you change yours, Chris, or not? I'll, I'll happily chat. Yeah, like I'll go for Reedy. I've I've never seen a player hit a ball as hard. Some of the yeah. goals he scored were super oh, frightening, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it, was, it was just exciting. You know, um, do you remember the free kicks, to... Chris? Do you remember the free yeah. kicks? The the, 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 the the hairs of back of your neck, Omar and Kai, will go up where they put the ball down. The fans in the stadium will shout out Reedy, 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 and you just knew it was going to come. It's almost like Roberto Carlos. It's like Roberto Carlos. He's to sort of take about ten steps backwards, run, hit this ball, and he's to smash it. You know, I mean, not it didn't always go on target, did it, or, or, or score? But my God, when it, when it did go on target, yeah. there's no keeper in this world that can save it. You know, Reedy on purely on goals. I mean, I think he scored something like I was just looking there. He scored something like 13, 14 goals over two seasons. Uh, and yeah, it's gonna be, it's gotta be ready, isn't it? So so yeah. Um, what have we got we left now? Right well, who was who was Chris gonna have at left wing? I need to know because he, he was trying to fit people into the team. Who was oh, your yeah, left wing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I was obviously trying to, or maybe I was bending the rules a bit, but I, I put um, Mr. Eiffel at left wing. Ah, uh, I see. Okay. So, uh, as 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 we said we've not been in the rules. So if I yeah. was redoing it, it would absolutely be Sir Jimmy and Timmy in the middle, really on the left. Gotcha. And now on the right, I have a decision to make. Ooh. So can we lock you up really this side then, Mickey? Yes. Would you go that, yeah? Okay. Reedy's left. Right, right, right wing. Chris, you go first. Oh, really? <laughs> um, so... Yeah, it's, it's Paul Eiffel or Jed Wallace uh, for me. Uh, and it is it is really difficult um, because Paul Eiffel was one of those players that probably one of, if not the most exciting player I think I've ever seen in a Millwall shirt. He, I don't even think he knew what he was doing after time, let alone uh, no one else could. Um, he, um, he was just so exciting to watch. My... You know, my dad used to say that the last time he saw a player like that was was when Jimmy Carter was in his prime, and obviously before yeah. before my time. But, um, however, as much as I love Paul Eiffel, and he's probably my personal one of my personal favourite players, I'm going to leave him out, and I'm going to put Jed Wallace in um, because I think wow. he is really. I think he's a better player better player in terms of skill and talent. I think he's a better player. Different eras, isn't there? That's the thing. It's different eras. Yeah. They're both good mm. in their era. I mean, I'll, I'll put I both Joe, in, like, obviously, I think there's a, break the rules, so... <laughs> yeah, no, no. And I think, Joe, there's a there's a definite another pole there. Yes. Jed Wallace, Paul yeah. Eiffel, I think, Great idea. I think that'll yeah. be, I think that'll be that one to out. put out. From um, a numbers yeah. perspective, does anyone know, but I'm going to check whilst we're talking, like, who actually got more... Numbers. So I feel well. Paul Ifill's got four, seven, nine, four. So eight. Um, where are we? Eight, seventeen, twenty-four. Twenty-four goals across four seasons. Jed's got forty. Uh, Forty-two across 
six seasons. Wow. And, and you know what? Without even checking, I would say, I'll put my house on it, that Jay Wallace has got more assists than I feel as well. Because yeah. I feel as a right winger, and yeah, he's put a lot of crosses in, and I haven't really seen set many goals up. He's a score a few goals, didn't he, um, Chris and, 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 and Mickey? And I remember him. Sorry? I, think it was, was I, it, I, was, I was there, Cambridge away. Cambridge away, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great, great hat-trick. Great yeah. hat-trick. But Sorry, no, only hat -trick. Sorry? Wasn't that his only hat-trick? I think it was, yeah. It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. So I'm going, uh, Jed. Yeah. going Jed. Going Jed. <laughs> Who's next? I'm going to throw another name in the, in the arena there. Apart from Paul Ifill, James Henry. Great cross of the ball. Yep. Great, great cross of great set pieces crossing the ball. Didn't have much more game for it, did he? I remember him sort of being quite effective sometimes at free kicks. I remember Alan ball. Dunn throwing him in front of the police dog. Yeah. You always yeah. say that, you do, always, every time. I know. The German it's, Shepherd. It's yeah. so yeah. funny. It's so funny, though, Nick. You know what I mean? It was his face, <laughs> in that copper's face, because that copper yeah. didn't expect it. it James it, it, Henry it, didn't expect it. He tried to spot it out as well, didn't he? Yeah, but you just knew when Dunny was walking up towards him, you just knew what you could see it on Dunny's face what he was going to do. <laughs> and, and no one else knew what was going on. Yeah, that, that's online somewhere, isn't it? If you, if you search yeah, yeah, yeah. it, uh, yeah. James Henry Police Dog, it, it comes up. Yeah, yeah. Good player. Um, Kai, who you go? Um, who, who did you go with, Joe? I'm, I haven't jumped the gun yet. Oh, I'm waiting patiently. You'll go. Okay. Um, I, I loved Paul Ifill back in the day. I think Ifill was, a, was a, a great player, very exciting. Again, you watch him. You know he's not going to get the ball and just give it back, is he? He's going to get the ball and take the, take the left back on. Uh, and, do, and and not often did his runs come off. Not often did his crosses make it to the intended strike he was, he was aiming for in the box. But he was exciting to watch. He'd try and make things happen. He used to get, get your goals, work very hard and very good going forward. But I agree with Chris and I think... Uh, and. and, and I, I think that he he edges it over. I feel um, this this person I'm thinking of is Jed Wallace. So Jed Wallace just gives you <clears throat> a lot more than I mean. If if Eiffel was an eight out of ten player, you got to say Jed's a, a ten out of ten because he gives you a lot more in assists, a lot more goals. Um, probably works a bit harder. I think Eiffel struggled a little bit of fitness sometimes. Um, injuries went against him a little bit at times as well. So I just think overall Jed Wallace is a better player. And um, probably often more for us, both defensively and, and offensively. Mm. That's it. <laughs> Kai, I think Jeb Wallace. I mean, obviously, I never got to saw uh, see um, I feel, but you know, since I've been following Millwall, probably two thousand six ish, seven ish sort of season, um, Jed's got to be the standout for me. Um, you know, so he might, he might not score, he might not, you know, might he might not score an assist, you know every game but what what is it I think it's this season didn't score over 10 goals but 14 13 14 assists two seasons before that he got 10, over 10 goals yeah but um, he's I mean think listen Jed's a good player I'm not saying he ain't right and one sec go I'll come to you in a sec um, but Jed's normally plays centre doesn't he to a degree right he normally plays that that behind the striker position but he is he going to be able to play huh he didn't before he, only more recently, yeah. yeah. But yeah. is he going to be able to play there when you've got the likes of who we've chosen of Tim Cahill 
and Jimmy Abdi. So is Wallace going to be able to play well in that team with those two players or would Paul Ifill suit that position better? Go on, Omar. Um, I, I don't. I, you're thinking too literally for this. It's just an all-time eleven for the last twenty-two <laughs> years, personally. So, what, so what, who's the vote so far? What we got? Jed Wallace, Jed Wallace, Jed Wallace. Am I, is that yeah. right? Yeah. So technically, whatever you and Mickey say doesn't Correct. matter. Does it? However, I probably would have gone Paul Ifill. I think Jed Wallace. Do you know what's the irony here? If Jed Wallace played for us in two thousand to two thousand and four, and then Paul Ifill played for us the last four years, we would all say Paul Ifill. I think this one's like recency bias has got more to it, in my opinion, because. I agree. I think it is almost a toss of a coin because I think when I think of a middle winger, Paul Eiffel was the definition of a middle winger. Like you said, Joe, mm-hmm. get the ball, take a man on. You don't really know what he's going to get at the end of it, but mm-hmm. that's like, you know, Jed Wallace is more... Excitement, isn't it? Yeah. I, suppose. I think recency bias comes into this one the most out of any of the positions we're well, doing sh- today, I, I think. Shall we Maybe put it... Shall we, shall we put, rather than us, because I, I agree with you, I agree with you. I, I, I think Eiffel is... You know the Millwall player, the Millwall winger. Should we put this position to the vote? No, I think we'll, we, I it's think going to be Jed Wallace. Three, it I, think, be. I think we we put it on the Millwall poll, but collectively between us five, I think we've kind of worked out who edges. Well, it's got, if, if Omar's changed to Wallace, then it's Wallace. There's well, no, four of you voting Wallace. No, three, three gets two, it doesn't matter anyway. They've all voted for Jed Wallace, Mickey. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. So, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you, Mickey. We'll put it on the Great middle poll and see what happens. See yeah. what, what everyone else thinks. But yeah, I, I think, think I, I, think I probably would have gone Jed, you know. But I, think, I just think there's recency bias to it as well, I feel like, a little bit of this one. Because I think if we was in the moment of watching Paul Eiffel week in, week out, I think we'd all be loving him off again. I, I don't know. Because yeah. there was a... And he was a, it was a, he was one of those players where you occasionally hear at the back for fuck's sake, I feel. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but we still loved him for what he was. I think at the time, I don't know. Yeah. He played his eye out, didn't he? He was one of those players that you didn't know from one game to the other whether he was going to be absolute dog shit or fantastic. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But whatever, whatever he was, we still oh. loved him. But there's a lot of people that don't. That's yeah. that's what I was about to say. So that's what I was going to say, Mickey. Do you think that at the time? I feel was as appreciated as much as you should have been because I don't. I, no, I, I seem to remember getting a fair bit of stick. No. This was before social media and stuff. Yeah. But I think people now start to appreciate him a bit more. Back in the day, Chris, when you mentioned that, back in the day, I remember a lot of Mill fans being very, very split on I feel. Mm-hmm. Some used to love him. Some used to, oh, he's useless. You know, doesn't, you know, he's too unfit. He's this, that, and the other. But you're right. When you look back at what he did for us and how good he was compared to other players. That we've had over the years since, arguably, I think only Jed Wallace is the only player that's come up anywhere that level or above that level. And there's no one else really has kind of touched those two, have they? Really, we think about them. We're talking about it now, aren't we? And okay, we mentioned James Henry there, but really and truly, let's be honest, Jed Wallace and I feel are probably the only two right sided players that we feel have made such a big impact. And we're actually talking about them now, aren't we? Yeah, it's true. And Mickey, I'll talk on your behalf because you're on mute. So uh, it's, it's very true. Jeff gets the vote. So that is goalkeeper, defence, midfield, all chosen. It's now strikers. Welcome back then. The final part, we are talking strikers, post-millennium strikers. And we're going to start with... 
Chris. Okay, am I doing one or both? We go for both. Um, up to you. You can either do one. Do do your two. Who who would be your strikers? Okay, so my two strikers uh, would be um, Neil Harris. Um, so just an absolute legend. I think in his first spell with the club, um, I don't think we've had a goal scorer like him since. Um, he he was a, a proper a proper old old fashioned goal scorer and um, has then gone on to do tremendous things for the club. Um, and I think his managerial reign was very successful. Um, he left the club at the right time, which shows the. Um, <laughs> I've just seen the chat shows the selflessness of the man as well. So uh, Neil Harris um, for the first first part, and his partner um, would be Richard Sadlia for me. Um, I think Richard Sadlia, obviously, I know he had to retire, but he played over 100 games, uh, scored. I think he had a record of one in three. And his first two seasons, he was actually really poor, if you remember. Um, but the two seasons he had, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And I genuinely think if he didn't have to retire, he would have gone on to play at the very highest level and would have been one of, our, one of our greatest players that we've ever produced, genuinely. And I, I mean that. So... Um, yeah, there are probably other players that I, I considered the likes of uh, Steve Morrison, um, Lee Gregory. Um, I even considered Barry Howes because I quite like Barry Howes. Just I thought yeah. he was a bit of a character. Yeah. But I, I went with those two. Um, so that's my strike force. Yeah. Very good. Go on in, Joe. Um, okay. The first one, bit of a no-brainer for me. Neil Bomber-Harris. I mean, the caps, the goals, his legacy, you know, he is what you call a true mule legend, I, I think. So without a shadow of a doubt, he's definitely in there 100%. Who partners him is a very, very tough one. So I, I had about four or five different players in my head thinking about who I'm going to pick. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I had, I had a person in mind for it. And I was going to go for it up until about 10 seconds ago until Chris just mentioned Sadlia. And I do I do question myself, like, do I go this person still or do I change it and go Sadlia? Because Sadlia was fantastic, although his career was cut quite short through injury. But I'm going to stick by my guns and the player that I'm going to go to partner, Neil Harris, is... It's like the X Factor, isn't it? We'll find out next week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, find out. we'll find out after this advert. <laughs> I'm going to go for Steve Morrison. I think Morrison, um, although he has played with Harris, I think they've complimented each other really well. I think again, I'm pretty sure is he like the top one of the top five top goal scorers, um, Morrison for Millwall. I think he is. I think he's. I think, in the top he, five. I think he's about eight or nine. To be how fair. many goals yeah, he scored in the top ten? Kai. Kai Han. I think he's got. I think he's got no. eighty nine. I think he's got. I'm gonna, for some reason, I've got eighty nine in my head, and that's. Completely... I'm thinking ninety two in my head, but I don't know whether yeah. I read that somewhere, somewhere else. Kai, on, Kai, you can unmute yourself now and say it. You're still it's on mute. Twice on August twenty fifth, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. I'm I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you. 
as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Only on Hulu. Your work technology should help your organization run better. Monday.com is an intuitive platform designed to help teams of all sizes work better together and maximize results. With Monday.com, you can easily customize your workflows to fit your team's exact needs and create automated updates to keep everyone up to speed in real time. Experience the power of a single platform that replaces your costly tech toolbox and the headache that comes with it. To start your 14-day free trial, go to monday.com. <laughs> How can you meet yourself twice? Dreadful. Uh, 68 in the league, and I think it's 89 in all competitions. Ah, there you go. Probably miles closer. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, you know, he, again, his, his goal-scoring records and everything else speaks for itself. So, I, I don't know. I would go for Morrison and Harris up front as, as, a, as a duo. Morrison is the third time all time, third place all time leading goal scorer for me. Is he third? That high? Oh, yeah. Is he third? Well, yeah. All time, bloody hell! So, you, so I know we're going off off tangent a little bit. So we've got Harris first, Teddy, Teddy second, Morrison third. Is it Posse fourth? Is it or fourth? Yeah, Posse fourth. And who's fifth? It's a game from the nineteen twenties called Jack Cock. Um, Mickey might remember him. I don't know. I don't know who he is. <laughs> and then you got Jimmy Constantine. So I'll give that full ten. Johnny Shepherd, Lee Gregory. So, oh, okay. We've, we've been quite treated to strikers, you could say, in the post 2000s. Um, <laughs> David Jones, Jack Londles, and then Alex Ray's joint 10, which is impressive. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah very so, good. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, well, yeah. That, well, that's my two. That's I'll, weird, I'll, isn't I'll, it? That, that three have come three in the post, post millennial, yeah. 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 Three of the players I'm thinking now on. on Apart from Harris, aren't on that list. Really? Go on, what's your two, Mickey? What's your two up front then? That's the first well, one. Well, I had three, but obviously I've got to load it down to two. Neil Harris has to be there because he's an all-time goal goal scoring. Um, and then it was um, Steve Claridge, and um, it was a choice. It was it was purely on goals scored between Danny Dicchio. Um, yeah, it, it was Claridge, Harris, or Danny Dicchio. So which two are you going to go for then? What's the pausing for? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, Omar. Because I just, I, I'm going to go, do you know what? I'm going to go Steve Claridge and. Yeah, I'm going to go Steve Claridge and Neil Harris. 
I'll come in with my two. It's Morrison and Gregory. Uh, Mor- not Morrison and Gregory. Morrison and Harris for me. I was about to go Gregory there for some reason. Morrison and Harris. The other option oh, was Gregory. But I think you can't look past Morrison and Harris. Morrison, before he left us for Norwich, I think he's like that. You know, that Morrison is the Morrison I'm on yeah. about as well. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just unbelievable for us in the championship that season. And I, and I suppose realistically, if you've got two, two players in the top 10, who played in the post-millennium team, who have scored the most goals compared yeah. to all the others. I suppose, really, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? You're right. in the top three. It is. So. Yeah, it is. And as someone who didn't vote for Morrison, I it, it depends on your criteria for doing it, right? So yeah. um, I've put Sadlier in, A, as a bit of a wild card, and B, because I think he's a better player than... Oh, was, yeah. Or would have been. I think Sadlier was very good, yeah. But if we're Apart talking about goals and and you know longevity and things, then of course Morrison goes in. So I, sadly, I, I reckon I if he weren't injured, more, right? he would have probably scored more goals anyway. Could could, could have done. Who, who knows what what he could have no, achieved? Sadly, mm. you know it's quite scary how how far and how good he, he could have done. But are you changing your vote then, Chris? Are you swaying towards Morrison now then? No, yeah. I'm not changing my vote. But I think that I, I'd be happy if it ended up being Morrison and. Okay. And, um, we'll wait to the end when we're split. We'll go to you. You grew me and Omar on that one. Yeah, get your vote. I, Kai probably wasn't even born when Sadlier retired, so I don't no. think he's going to pick Sadlier. <laughs> go on, go on yeah. I think I'm, Kai's going to be the same. I reckon as Morrison. Well, before I say anything, we've got to do a worst eleven at some point because Taylor. Beckett, <laughs> oh, I've got a hard eleven. That'd right. be an interesting one. That'd be quite a good one. A worst I'm eleven. Gonna go, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Harris though. Someone um, else should probably do that before us. Oh yeah. <laughs> Edit it out quick. Um, Morrison, <laughs> and Harris, uh, Morrison and Harris for me. Obviously, Harris speaks for himself. Good and choice, then man. Morrison um, well, was a superb striker for us over the years. You know, some of the goals he scored. Remember the one uh, Swindon goal to basically secure the playoffs? I think we beat him 3-2 that day. Mm. That goal, the one he sort of, he almost chips it, but still hits it hard. He, he, he must have done that about three or four times in his middle career. I'm not quite sure how he does it every mm. time, but he, he was so good at it. But he was just so good at... He had a bit of everything, um, Morrison. He was a really good all-round striker for Millwall. Obviously, he scored plenty of goals too. What do you think is his best goal, Morrison? There's there's, there's a few, right? I yeah, against, like Norwich. against Norwich. Yeah. I think um, there's two that stick in the memory for me. One against Swindon, last day of the season. It got us a little deflection, but it was a big moment as well in the game where he scores that goal. It's like the edge of the box. It goes top corner. Is that sort of Dean Cove? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But also, there was one against Oxford on the volley away. Good. Where he hits it about 35 yards out, sweet as a nut, and he just rockets into the top left yeah. corner. And I just thought that was like Pete Morrison, that goal. Like, even it was in his second spell as well, to be fair to him, or third spell, how many spells he had for us. But yeah, it was a common thing for a lot of these in this team. Like, Tony Craig, I put forward, he left and came back. Morrison left and came back. Like, we seem to appreciate people that own this side appreciate Millwall, I think. I don't know, there's, there's something to that. That'll be quite So, Morrison, Harris, are our strikers. Managers, um, we've got to decide who the manager is. Is there, I know you've got to run off, Chris, is there anyone who you want to put forward for the manager to manage this post-millennium 11 before you run off? Oh, I hadn't thought about this. Um, it's got to have a manager, mate. No, I know. I know. That's five. Um, Do you want to come back to you in a minute, maybe? Yeah, if you so could text got... us in a minute, I'll just think about it. Yeah, I'll have a think about it. Yeah, I'll go. Um, 
I'm I'm going. So I'm going. Why not? Okay. Um, I'm going for this manager who I felt, although he inherited a fairly decent team at the time, he just sort of sprinkled his sort of dust on it a little bit and just kind of made this team click and played probably some of the best football that I've seen at, down at the Den. Um, it was a really good sort of period um, in Cheer my life. Up Mark McGee, there you go. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, where are you going with that? <laughs> I know, it was honestly, it was, it was a it was a fantastic sort of time. I think that you know that 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 season in particular was incredible. We played with such confidence, positivity, attacking football, scoring goals, um, and Mark McGee was was a big part of that. You hear. A lot of those players, yeah, talking now. Seven three percent win rate. Yeah, it's incredible. And you talk about talk about the um, the players talk about him back at the time, how he was and how um, he was as a manager, how he kind of got the best out of them. I mean, you know, I feel sort of jokes about how he was like. I feel was like his little blue eyed boy, wasn't he? Like he knew what buttons to press to get the best out of him as a player. And a lot of players said that about about him. So for me, I would. Pick Mark McGee. If we if we're looking for the, the post millennium all time eleven, the best players, best manager has to be Mark McGee. He's got yeah. the highest win rate by far, by by a good three four percent. Um, has to be Mark McGee. And and scoring goals as well. I remember at the time. I think they were very very close to getting to the record of Mark the McGee most scoring goals for the team. No, the team was at the time yeah. got the most amount of goals in a season. Then they was very, very close at the yeah. time. I can't remember what they ended on, but it was a, a ridiculous amount, wasn't it? I've just seen that um, uh, Chris has shot off, and he's gone for McGee or Kenny Jacket. So that's what I think. My shout would have been Kenny Jacket, and I think it is Kenny Jacket for me. Um, okay. Like you said with McGee, he, he took a team that was still, you know, it was, it was yeah. on its way, shall we say. With yeah. Jacket, he came in after a couple of years in League One where we were like down in the, in the dungeons and he had to make that team himself. And, you know, we mentioned David Ford, we mentioned Jimmy Abdu, mm-hmm. you know, these are players that he brought in. We mentioned Steve Morrison, he also brought him in as well. And like, that's, you know, three players in that 11 that he brought in and kind of was part of this side. And he also managed Paul Robinson. And, you know, he, he, he mm-hmm. kind of brought the best out of Robinson, you could even argue, in his middle career. So, yeah, manager as well, wasn't he? I think I think he's the longest, longest manager. Five years, five months, twenty-four days. Over and if you remember when he first game. came in, we had like load of loan signings. We'd have like Jamie O'Hara there and all yeah. these sort of players there. Like we had had all sorts at the club, and he came in and within a season made a straight away challenge at the top. And I think yeah. you know we, it failed with Spatman, it failed with Donicky. Jacket comes in and does it, and then the year after, you know, we miss out in the playoffs, go again, and then obviously the year after we could have got into the championship playoffs. I think. Absolutely, Jacket's tenure, I think, was I think McGee's is quality as well, and I agree with you about the goals and stuff. But I think Jacket for me built the side from scratch and then also took them up as well. So I think that's probably why I would go with Jacket. Definitely, I, I love his man management as well. You took you hear stories about how he made Steve Morrison a better player, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how true this was. I think it's written in that guy's books. It Melvin Melv Mike Calvin Mike, Mike Calvin's book. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, where he mentioned one game, I think he called him at half time and said, So, listen, you're six foot three. I think he called him a, a big C U N T. 
Yeah. Um, and said, go out there and fucking give it to them a little bit. It, I think it was against, and I don't remember the game roughly, it might have been MK Dons, and it was a game where he scored in the last minute in the end, but I think he had yeah. to go at him because he clatters into someone, a player, and he picks the player up afterwards. That's right. Yeah, and Jackson yeah, yeah. goes, you play for Millwall, mate. When you play, play for this side, you're not going to, you, you don't show the, the other team any remorse or anything. Like, you he, he made Morrison a horrible player. They tried yeah, to yeah. bring that kind of nastiness out of him. But that, I think, was the missing ingredient with Morrison that made him the kind of better player that he became, didn't he, after that point? Definitely. And then when you think of Jackie, you think of him as like a quiet, timid yeah. man. But supposedly yeah. behind closed doors, he was completely opposite in that dressing room, which I think is, you know, an yeah. interesting insight that you probably never have got. I think, this. I think that's another vote there for the poll as well between Kenny and um, McGee. Yeah. Um, Best meal. Mine. I'm going to go Kenny Jacket as well. Um, as well. So um, Kenny Jacket was probably really the first meal manager that I uh, can, you know, was sort of fan um, when he was managing. Um, I always remember was doing really, really well, and we had some we had some good players. I like the way how passionate Kenny Jacket was as well about the about the side, and as you say, I think he brought the best best out of the players, and you know some of the um, moments in that in that scoreboard were really good. Um, and I, yeah, I just thought that well, the day that he left, I remember it so clearly. He resigned, and um, my score, my headmaster came up to me at the score. I was like, Jacket's gone. I was like, Nah, you're lying. I couldn't believe it. Like literally the first full time manager really of uh, while well, I've been watching Millwall. Should head teacher a Millwall fan or something? No, he's Swansea, but he's still oh, okay. I was in like primary school at the time. Mm. And, um, it, was quite, it was quite sudden, wasn't it, when, when Jacket left? Yeah, I don't know if there was any kind of rumours. I remember being quite shocked, wasn't it? Well, when he left Millwall, Jacket, yeah. I think he just felt he took as well as he could. And it was after Wembley as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah and I think that it was probably quite sudden, done. wasn't it? It wasn't like the writing yeah. was on the wall. No one kind of expected it. It was almost like it just sort of happened. I mean, the rumour has that he, man, and Harris both left for the same sort of reason where the mm. football started inflicting on their family life for abuse online. Um, right, or, or they uh, through school or something. I think it was where it overstepped the mark, whether or not that's true or not. I don't allegedly. know, but, <laughs> allegedly, yeah. But, um, with, with um, Jacket as well, I think that season where he left, I think that's when we had Chris Wood and we was in the playoffs at Christmas. Yeah. And last yeah. game of the season, we stayed up because Peterborough scored against Palace or Palace, Palace scored against Peterborough. Like, we lost at Derby, and that's the only reason we stayed up because of a goal from Palace. Like, otherwise, we'd have gone down to League One again. So, I think those times, sorry. When we third at one point, at some point in that season. Yeah, like at Christmas time, when, when there was rumours to be signing Wood, we were in the playoffs and then... Mm. Those yeah, another, another, another great loan signing there, Omar. Yeah, yeah, shit. <laughs> Don't tell me that, mate, honestly. And then we had, um, it, then we got to Wembley semi-final. We had uh, Jack Smith, Sean St. Ledger and Jimmy Abdu as the midfield three. What, what, yeah. <laughs> what was we doing there? Like, <laughs> it was never going to work, was it, for midfield three? <laughs> And I'll never forget so, Shorts and Ledger's boot getting thrown back from the crowd at Derby away last game. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, who are you going for, Mickey? Well, I agree with both of them, but it was... Uh, McGee... If you, you say Mark McGee, it goes into... We have to call Chris back onto the show again. He does say in the chat, he, KJ Pro. Yeah, he said, KJ, well, he, he, he said two. He said, he said Mark McGee, didn't he? Above it, he says KJ Probs. So I think he would yeah. you know. Did he say that? Yeah, he did. He yeah. did, yeah. yeah. So but KJ, right. KJ Prob, and then he, he said, really can't, can't argue. He, he changed, he changed it, really. it to can't argue with McGee yeah. or, um, or KJ. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah. what you say, Mickey? Well, I say McGee, but I can understand. So... Um, I'm just we're just gonna take, but I know I think win rate McGee just beats it. 
Maybe yeah. he's just I'll there. And also, yeah. cheer up, Mark. Oh, yeah. oh, what can yeah, he Does Kenny Jacket have a song? No. Just yeah, one Kenny Jacket, wasn't it? So hang a minute. So we've got two votes for Mark McGee, two votes for Kenny Jacket. Can you just text or, or, or ring Chris quickly now? Yeah, and just yeah, say, you've got to pick one. You can't have both. Please. Pick one. I'm doing Actually, it now. And he won't reply to us anyway whilst we're killing the airtime or anyone listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I'll tell you one what's quite surprising while we're waiting to see whether or not he comes back is um, if you, if we look at the um, the win rates you've got from, from the millennium, you've obviously got Mark McGee, 45.73% over a thousand days in charge. You've got um, Dennis Wise, 14.45. Uh, Steve Claridge, nothing. Um, I don't think we had any games while he was in charge because it was July, wasn't it? Lee Col- uh, Colin Lee, 21.43. David Tuttle, 18.18. Um, McCleary, uh, Alan McCleary and Tony Burns, 50% win rate. Um, but they only had two games in charge and they won one. Okay. Nigel Spatman, 16.67%. Willie Donahue, Donahue 42.59%. Uh, Richard Shaw and Colin West, 20%. Kenny Jackett, 42.81%. Steve Lomas, 25%. Neil Harris and Scott Fitzgerald, um, partnership, 0%. They were only in charge for 12 days. Ian Holloway, 22.58%. That bloke's a cunt. Um, Neil Harris, 41.63%. Adam Barrett, 33%. Again, he was only in charge of three games. And Gary Rowett currently has a win ratio of 38.81%. Okay. So, yeah. If we look at that, our 11 then, and hopefully by the time we get through his 11 quickly, Chris will come back to us, won't he, with his decision. Make a, make a note of the 11 then. Let's start, yep. ladies and gentlemen. Your team for Saturday is as follows. Our goalkeeper. David Ford. Our left back. Who was our left back? Murray Wallace. Murray Wallace. Our right back. Muscat. Muscat. Our centre back pairing. Robbo, Hutch, uh, Robbo and Coops, I think it was. Yeah, Rob Robertson and Cooper. Correct. Our central midfield. Great our left wing. Read it, read it. Our right wing. Sir Jeb Wallace. Yep. Since when has he fucking been a sir? <laughs> You're on our camp with not even thinking he's a legend. Oh, oh, he's come back. Oh, good God. Oh, so, so, good it God. End, so it to the end, Vicky. So it to the end. And then we've, okay. got, we've got Morrison and Neil Harris up front. Yes. Managed can, by... can, I just, can I just say <laughs> at that at that eleven, I actually picked nine of those correct. I think I. The only ones I got wrong, I put Waller in goal and I put Matt Namara right back. But apart from that, I guess everything correct. Yeah, I think so. Realistic, does that make a better, a better guru than Kai now? Does it? Well, to be <laughs> fair, you would have Warner as your subkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> You'd Matt have Danny on Mac the bench as well. You'd have Danny Mac on the bench as well. Yeah. And you'd have Paul Eiffel on the bench. Yeah. 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 
And then who'd be you'd other? You'd have Richard Sadler on the bench. Yeah. Not not Lee Gregory. No, definitely Richard. Sadler's on the bench all day long. Would you have Gregory as well? He's in the top ten, Lee Gregory, for goal scored, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, I think, eighth or seventh on the list. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna, oh we got the result from Chris. We've, we've <laughs> come out with that. He's come through. He's yeah, come through. This is it. Oh. This is the end of it. Come on, we'll just say it now. He said, I'm going to go Kenny Jacket. Turned the team potentially destined for relegation to lead to, in a, to a championship team. And who knows where we'd be without that. McGee inherited a very talented team already. My logic, exactly, my logic is exactly the same as um, Chris's there. I think that's what it is. Like, yeah. I'm not no doubt in what McGee done for Millwall, but I think Jacket came in at a time where it could have easily been League Two destined, like how Chris yeah. said as well. So I think the job he done, Jacket, yeah. gets underplayed a little bit, so maybe sometimes. I think we all appreciate him, but I think it was... A, I agree. You know, Do you think it's because McGee sort of inherited a fairly good side, whereas yeah. Jacket had to almost kind of turn a bad side into a good side? Had more work to do. Hundred percent. Jackie had a Jackie had a had an ordinary team. We he, he brought the best out of, as in McGee had a, a, a an young, established. Young team, yeah, exactly. he had a, he had an already established team. Well, he only needed to add a bit of magic too. Yeah. Um, but I think Jackie did wonders with the players he had, uh, and players he brought through. Um, you know, and we had more more trips to Wembley under Jacket. So yeah, so yeah, we're um, we'll see, we'll, we'll see where it is. So your subs in who who as to final, we're gonna have Paul Ifill in there. We're gonna have Warner yeah. as keeper. Yeah, McNamara. Or are we gonna have Ford as keeper? No, Ford's our, our, our first choice keeper. Yeah, Bart, Bart's, Bart's our sub, isn't he? Is Bart our sub? Yeah, I think Bart got two votes, didn't he? Yeah. So Bart will be our, our sub keeper. So there's the keeper. Right. You'll have I feel. Do we do we have um, Matty Lawrence on the bench? Because I think yeah, you know, the one kind of made a claim, didn't they, for Matty yeah. Lawrence? He didn't quite make it into the first eleven, but we all kind of agree that he should be there. He's all in our top three. So maybe, you know, Matty Lawrence, the fact he can play centre back and right back. So, Bart. Yeah. Matt Lawrence. Lawrence. Paul Eiffel. Eiffel. Yeah. That's three. We need two more. Are you going to have Lee Gregory or Richard Sadler? I, I, I don't know. Personally, I, I, I love Lee Sad, uh, uh, Greg, uh, Sadler, but I think Lee Gregory would be... I think he deserves a, a place in that team, doesn't he? For, for his goal scoring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so, four. We need, we, need, we need a midfielder. We need a centre mid. Who will we put in there? Apart from Cahill and Abdu, who else would have in their centre mid? No one's really... Chris Chris said Stephen Reid, didn't he? But then I think he moved yeah. into there. But he's in the team, though, isn't he, Kai? He's in the team. Yeah, he's in the team, isn't he? Yeah. Um, would you go for Livermore? Sean Williams? What about Figgy Cummings? Sean Cummings? But he was a right-back, wasn't he? We've got Lawrence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I would say... Possibly you're looking at... Oh, you put Danny Mack in there as well, didn't you? Well, he's, he's out now, isn't he? Because we put um, Matt Lawrence in. Oh, OK. Um, so I, I don't, I'll say Livermore, Sean Williams. 
there's not really many other you know outstanding centre midfielders, is there really? Could you put Savile in there? Would you put Savile in there, George Savile? Actually, maybe Trotter. Trotter at one point. Trotter had a big impact, didn't he? When he played for us. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? I'd probably say Trotter unless you were putting Savile the first time. Yeah, yeah. Well, had he not have left Savile and continued playing with us, I mean, God knows how good he could have been. No, exactly. I, I, I would, I'll, I'll probably pick George Savile. Yeah, I go. I'll back that then. Yeah, I agree with that for both both stints. Okay, first stint. So, come on in, Joe. You've written it down. Read us out, our team. So we've got Ford in goal, Muscat right back, Murray Warriors left back, centre backs Robinson and Cooper. Across the midfield on the right hand side, we've got Jed Wallace. On the left hand side, we've got Reed. We've got a midfield pairing of Tim Cahill and Jimmy Abdu. And up front, we've got a strike partnership of Morrison and Harris, with the manager being Kenny Jacket. What a team. What a team. That's the team. team. I'm looking forward to so, the loan team. The loan team will be a good see. one next time. So oh, we've yeah. got we've we've got a few ideas coming um, on doing some more of these ultimate teams. This was your post millennium team. Uh, we are that Mill podcast, and thanks very much for listening. You can follow us across social media. Don't forget to make sure you are following that Mill uh, the Mill polls uh, because there will be some polls coming out based on this podcast. And remember to follow us, that me all pod. Um, and if you're not already following us on Instagram, make sure to follow us there. Or uh, or TikTok, where we're still a viral video going entity. get new friends make sure progressives one of them and get coverage today for as little as a hundred dollars a year do i want to feel the wind in my hair guilty as charged <laughs> oh, seriously let's ride on your boat progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states picture this you're fully immersed in your podcast because in the back of your mind you're not trying to recall when that deadline was supposed to be or stressing to keep everyone updated on next steps meetmonday.com a work management platform that makes having peace of mind easy with Monday.com, all your work lives in one centralized place. You can automate updates to keep team members up to speed and ensure nothing falls through the cracks, even while you're enjoying your favorite podcast. 
To start your 14-day free trial, go to monday.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.